Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, Jordan here. How about Robbie Grossman recently, am I right? On this week's episode, we did a little bit of something different. As you know, the podcast Yanos is presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar in downtown Detroit. Uh, and this past Friday, the kind people of Moots hosted Eric and I for a live recording. And honestly, guys, it was a blast. The atmosphere at Moots is really cool. I put on my Instagram story that Moots is the sports bar that your bar wishes it was. And honestly, like I couldn't mean that more. The patio was great. And in light of kind of stuff returning to normal a little bit. Um, it was awesome. Just a great experience. You'll hear the background music, sounds of Library Street, uh, and the recording, and hopefully a little bit of the fun comes through too. Uh, we'll be back in the city a couple times throughout the summer. So if coming out and saying what's up is something you might be interested in, uh, let me know on Twitter, and maybe we'll pub it a little bit before the next recording. Okay, I'll stop yapping and get to the show. From a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Dianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. In the background, feeling like I'm never gonna get what I deserve, cause I'm chilling in the, in the background, knowing that I'm gonna give it What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Dianos, presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. My name is Jordan Hall. And I believe for the first time in show history, I'm joined in person by the one and only Eric Wayne. Eric, good to see you or you in person. I'm looking into the very face of one Jordan Hall today. It's it's hard to imagine. But yeah. the beauty, it, it, it's indescribable, friends. <laughs> so we were actually on site at Moots Pizzeria yeah. on Library Street. All of the things that we've described in the reads, they are happening live in front of our face. And I can tell you that there is indeed a library on Library Street, and the wealth of the mind is the only true wealth that's written on the library. Isn't that beautiful? I don't even know what that means. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. We even saw Craig Monroe walking around the streets of downtown Detroit here before the game. It was... We're, we're pretty sure. We're 90% sure it was Craig. At least half of the party thought it was Craig Monroe. So therefore, yeah, it was It was Craig Monroe. But it's it's kind of hopping down here. There's there's people and uh, there's people on Segways. Wait, have you ever have you taken a Segway tour? I have not. The little two I, have, I have two legs. I go ahead and use those pretty much everywhere <laughs> we go. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful down here. It's a nice day and it feels it feels like healing. Doesn't it, Jordan? It does. We're going to go to a baseball game. Taking the ambiance, it's. I feel the the rays of sun on my skin. Yeah, I guess for for reference, we should say that we're recording. What is this? Friday evening, so all of the yes, stats yes. and whatnot will be available uh, or update up to date at that point. You're not um, going to be editing this during the game. I. <laughs> as Come the, on. Um, so anyway, I uh, got tickets to the to the Cubs game tonight. Um, should be good to get to see our boy Scooble on the bump. Against Jake Arietta, so that'll be that'll be good. Doesn't get yeah, much better. The only starter without a win, and here we are. I feel like that. There's a pretty good chance that continues. Don't um, you feel? Does everybody feel like when they go to a game, they always get the pitcher who they're not excited about? Yeah. I feel that First, way. First, that was Mike Pelfrey. That that every one year. start. Yeah. yeah, you get the Pelf train going. Yeah, I feel like we got Brad Penny like three times in one summer. You got more for your money that way with Brad Penny on the hill. You know, it, the game took twice as long. Nice. So, Eric, uh, as you know, on the show, we all we always love an animal story, specifically when there's an animal that's gotten loose. Um, you might have seen this one. It was fairly big news, but apparently in Houston, uh, there was a gentleman who was out on bond. 
uh, on a murder charge, as, as you would be, um, that was arrested after evading police. Uh, Victor Hugo Cuevas, 26, was taken into cu- custody after his Bengal tiger was seen in his front yard. Oh, I've, I think I've seen some part of this. Yes. There were reports that he also had monkeys, which apparently in Texas are illegal. So that wasn't the issue. The tiger okay. and the murder, those were the bad the, the murder part was illegal. Yes. The animals were, okay, less. Okay. Um, this is his neighbor, Jose Ramos, who lives next door, and was eating Sunday evening when he looked out the window and saw a tiger in his front yard. He said, I pin- had to pinch myself. Was this real? Um, so he went out to assess the situation, and then an off-duty police officer came and had a gun like trained on the tiger. And homeboy comes out from his house saying, "Yes, I hey, saw the video. Don't shoot!" Yeah, yeah. Don't shoot. Um, but it says that the the tiger was making eye contact with this neighbor, which <laughs> you know, polite tiger. Yeah, yeah. So after after the guy sees what's going on in his front yard, he runs out. I saw him like straddling the tiger, throws it in his white SUV, and like speeds off. They end up catching the guy. Tiger still in the wind. They do not have the tiger. The at tiger is time, at large. At time of recording, tiger is still at large. You know, do you remember the, when we, our first or second episode, there was a comment about our podcast, and it was from <laughs> yeah. a woman who thought the podcast was about tigers. And 120 episodes later, you know, maybe she was right. She was on the right track. It's what they call full circle. So obviously, Pathetic. a lot of things have gone wrong in this story. Murder, whatnot. Yeah, it was a big one. Yeah, really, yeah. But let's talk about this guy who has a tiger and monkeys at age 26. Like, minus that's all a, those that's bad a good ti- It's a good tiger having age, yeah, I feel like, though. That's like I mean, 30 under 30 material. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain. And the show is at Podcastianos. Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever you're listening to the show on. And, of course, as you know, the show is brought to you by Moots Pizzeria in downtown Detroit. Looking to grab a bite before or after the game, Moots Pizzeria and Bar, located on Library Street in the heart of Detroit, is one of the Motor City's hottest restaurants. It's It's really cool down here. You should come down here. Yes. And the only authentic New York pizzeria in the entire city. I'm smelling it right now. It smells wonderful. They have these uh, special ovens in yeah. which they cook the pizza. I believe I'm pretty it's, sure. It's very hot. It's Yeah, the ovens are hot as well as the atmosphere. So good. <laughs> and you can see right from here, there's a, a, a kind of a side door type place where you can go in and get single slices. So well, yeah, that's handy. It's got a New York style feel in that regard too, which I'm, I believe is a thing in New York, right? It's cool down here. There's like this alley where there's artwork and stuff and it's a nice place to visit before or after a game for sure. If you're feeling generous, try splitting one of their specialty pizza with friends, or you can just order it for yourself. There's no judgment here. Check out MootsPizzeria.com to view the entire menu, and remember, they validate for two hours when you park in the Z-Lot. Be sure to tell tell them that we sent you. Yes, Eric and Jordan saying it. Yeah. Now, Jordan, I have to... I have to finish up this last segment a little bit, though. Please do. What do you What do you think the correlation between criminality and tiger ownership is? It seems strong. It seems high. Very like, high. Yeah. It's like not all criminals own tigers, but all tiger owners are probably criminals. Wouldn't you think? I definitely do think. I feel like it, it conjures a certain um, bad boy attitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think that enhances the brand of the Detroit Tigers? Uh. I don't know. I've never thought about that. I would say so. Yeah. Kind of outlaws, you know, tigers. Yeah. Tigers are cool. Regardless. Specifically, when I think of our team, I think of bad boys and wildcats and, and right. whatnot. Well, you have tiger owners. You have that criminal, you know, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins, and Chris Illich. I mean, that's that's the gang, right? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of similarities between those three, yeah, three individuals. So. Yeah. Now, do you think we should talk baseball on this podcast at all or no? I'd say we might as well. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Uh, don't look now, but but things are kind of getting better. Tigers come into tonight on a four-game win streak, and I believe are no longer in sole possession of last place in the AL Central. We have more wins than the Minnesota Twins. They really should not feel good about themselves. Neither should the Royals. How bad were they? Like, we ran into the buzzsaw that was the crappy Royals. That really helped us. Yeah. If we could play them like 120 more times, 
I could be have good. a lot better chance of getting to that magical nice season. But why are the Royals so bad? I don't always follow these other teams, but I think I think it was a combination of things going very right for us and very wrong for them. I think okay. on the whole, there's a pretty good chance that they're still going to have a much much better season than us. Like Whit Merrifield's good. There's Danny Duffy. They're pitching. They had this reliever. I forget his name. Uh, who was excellent out of the bullpen. They they have more pieces than we do for sure. And they so, they look bad. So has winning a couple games improved your mood? Are you coming into Moots Pizza here a little bit? of a happier Eric than, than otherwise? I'm an eternal sunshiner, Jordan, so you can't get me down too much. I enjoy watching the baseball win or lose, but it was getting a little rough in the world of the Tigers' atmosphere, wouldn't you say? It's like hard people... to turn on the television when you know there's a pretty good chance they're going to score one run, yeah, two runs. That was bad. The, a little more offices, offense is made of fun, and we haven't lost now in a week. It's been seven days since our last loss. Can you believe that? No, honestly, I didn't think there was going to be any weeks all season where that was the case. So how much of the Renaissance are you buying? Almost none. Almost none. A little bit. I mean, we knew that there was going to be some positive regression to the mean with guys like um, like Scope, guys like – I should get on my list here. But there's – like Willie Castro was not hitting at all. Jacoby Jones was not hitting at all. Like, and these guys still got run, they're going to hit a little bit eventually. You can't, you might be able to bat 210 or 220 all year. You don't bat 160 all year. Do you? I mean, I, mean I, I think that there will be guys that we run out over the course of the year that end somewhere in that 120, 130 range, but not the guys that really? you mentioned. Right, right. So, um,. Some positive regression. We shipped out Victor Reyes, which was not a significant loss. He had nope. been scuffling. And, um, yeah, so I, the more offense has really helped. Cabrera's got a few timely hits. Just a little bit of timely hitting has come a long way. We're getting a lot of production from the leadoff spots. Uh, over yes. the last 10 days, 376 on base from the guys who are leading off each inning. It is remarkable how much easier it is to score runs when you get the leadoff guy on. A lot of people forget that. And I mentioned this the other day, but Robbie Grossman has been everything that we could ask for. He has drawn walks. He's done a lot of the little things. Stolen He's bases. Seven stolen bases on the year. I mean, he, and he could even start hitting for a little bit more power. But even if he doesn't, he's done everything that we asked. And, you know, Avila rightly is going to take a lot of heat because of the some of the poor decisions as he's made but for our first multi-year free agent in the last six or seven years or whatever since it is, well no since justin upton since justin upton like grossman is a pretty good choice for that you know we signed him a two-year deal he's been fun to watch uh, there are some signs that some of the recent uptick is not sustainable. Um, I don't want to go down this road, but we are leading baseballs by a wide margin on batting average on balls in play <laughs> in the last 10 days. Um, and also, we're getting behind in the count at a staggering rate. Um, we have gotten ahead in the count the fewest times uh, in baseball, as I'm sure it surprises nobody. And yet somehow recently we're hitting 406 from behind in the count. That likely will not continue because it just can't continue. Nobody hits 406 when they're behind in the count. Well, and we're, I don't know if we're still on pace, but we were on pace to set a new major league record for season strikeouts. I think we we're should go for it at this point. Just, just swing for the offenses. Every I don't time. necessarily want to, to two, set the two record true for most losses, but I mean, let's go for the strikeouts. Yeah. Two true outcomes: home run or strikeout. Swing hard in case you hit it. And we're definitely not going for walks, so no, no. we're safe there. We have one player who can walk. That's it. Uh, so we've started to see at least a little bit of decent Mickey since our last episode. He's hitting nearly 500 and has walked more than he struck out. What have you seen from the big fella? I know you've been been eagerly anticipating his return to form. Well, I better not be too eager because old Miggy is not coming back. But Does anyone think that it is, though, at this point? No, nobody does. But it seems like maybe Miggy's coming to some peace with it. It seems like he is taking what they are giving him. You know, a couple of his RBIs are were balls away 
and he's just going going with it. He's had two home runs, the opening day home run, which was a big one, opposite field. And then he's shown one glimmer, one glimmer this year where he turned on a fastball and hit it out. But otherwise, it's been just, I mean, lowish exit velocity stuff. But he, shouldn't he be at this career savvy enough to get, get a lot higher average and just take what's given to him? Do you think it's a thing where he just had to come to that realization that he can't do basically like a pitcher that loses a lot of velocity and has to reinvent themselves? Do you think that that is something he's kind of come to the realization like, all right, I need to become a crappy late-stage Edgar Martinez? It's, it's kind of harsh. Kind of harsh, Jordan. But, is it? Uh, he did look legitimately pained when he is struggling and suffering you know it it's, seems pretty clear to me that he cannot catch up with you know high heat the way he used to and stuff and maybe maybe you're right maybe he's just come to some new realizations but um he's gonna have to continue down that road of taking what he's given and hit mistakes and not not overpower people so it looks like we are getting our pizzas here at moots we will give you the the breakdown Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. All right, Eric, so we had our pizza. It was delicious. It, you guys had the Uptown Brooklyn, something like that? Yes, and it had the, the little pepperonis that form a little boat, and then the boat accumulates just that little puddle of grease in the bottom. It's heavenly. That's the, it's got a pepperoni you want, the crusty rim and the little 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 bowl we learned that there was a pizza champion that designed the the pizza menu here at moots uh, a fellow named bruno you don't want to modify your pizza from the menu this the, these pizzas are designed with purpose you don't don't circumvent the system choose the pizza on the menu that's right this is artwork you don't just go to a picasso and try to move the pieces around do you no i don't, I don't know that physically you could do that well, that's maybe part of the reason why you wouldn't, but, you know, the principle remains. We got a little rocote on our uh, pizza. I've learned that you can make anything sound a little more Italian when you just drop off the last uh, vowel from the word. And I can tell you people that he is gesturing with that kind of Italian fingers-up gesture. I can confirm that Jordan is doing that. I feel like we've discussed this recently. Yeah. I don't remember on one of the shows. Helps the accent that you're, some kind of accent you're making. We also saw a pedal pub go by. Reminded me of summers in downtown uh, Traverse City, but apparently they also do it down downtown Detroit. Those people were having fun; they were enjoying themselves, and that's I think what's that's important. A great business model. You a get people pub? liquored up, and then they pedal themselves around. Yeah, overhead has to be very low. Provide your own fuel. They'd be nice in North Carolina right now to have a pedal pub. You wouldn't feel, need to fill bags of gas. You haven't heard about the gas shortage in North Carolina? <laughs> people are filling like plastic bags with gasoline. Because, really? How does that work? Well, the the company got hacked by Russians or something like that. Russians? They can't burn a, can't You're too busy gas. watching Tiger News <laughs> to pay attention to global economics. I don't find that particularly necessary. Tigers are more interesting. Speaking I of global news, uh, Miguel Cabrera keeps racking up the accolades. Now he has the most hits by a Venezuelan, uh, passing Omar Vizquel, or he who shall not be named. Yeah. Uh, 28, 78. That's a pretty good number. It's, it's quite a few hits. It's a lot of hits. A lot of good um, Venezuelan hitters. I think of Andres Galarraga as uh, uh, Victor Martinez. You know, he, that's something to be, he's going to be extremely proud of, I think. That's he, cool. He also passed Babe Ruth, which that is a, that's a pretty historical name. Yep. put yourself next to although now he's passing guys on the hit list who i've never heard of before yeah. like who, do you know who hit the 40th most hits in major league history i, I have no idea i don't but i'm imagining he's gonna go back to a, a range that we are more familiar with here yeah well, that's probably yeah. true um do you see him ever reaching a point uh, where he is more appreciated in this town? I feel like there's there's a pretty big divide between like game going Tigers fans and Tigers Twitter. On Twitter, no. we spend so much time moaning about how overpaid he is at this point that I feel like he's no longer really getting kind of his due. The appreciation. Like, this is an yeah. all time great that we've had here for the last ten years. But I think there's a natural progression to that, like. A guy rises in esteem as his career rises. He reaches the top. He's really appreciated. 
And then while he's finishing out his career, people kind of poo-poo because they're experiencing the badness. But then after after he's been gone for a while, that will return. I think of a guy like Steve Eiserman, maybe, or they, they, there's other men, other Detroit greats who are finishing out their career and people kind of like, eh, get this bum out of here. But then they appreciate him more later. It was that way with Phil towards the end. I don't, who's not appreciating Phil? Because I will give him a piece of my mind. I appreciate Phil. I feel like for him being here for many years, we know very little about Miguel Cabrera, like the person. Obviously, he's always laughing yep. and joking with whoever's on first base. Yep. And we know about some of his issues. But beyond that, like, do we know anything about him? He's a little tough to get to know. I, I think part of it is, too... I don't speak Spanish. I don't understand Spanish. But if you watch an interview with Miguel Cabrera that takes place in Spanish, his mannerisms and just the way he lights up is completely different. So you have to remember this guy is doing his whole career in a second language. Now, he knows he speaks English. That's fine. But just I'd be I'd love to have an interview with him in his native language to be able to get to because you're absolutely 100 percent right. He's tough to get to know. You don't know a lot about him. I think just get the Rosetta Stone, and then by by next year, you and I will be having those those Spanish language interviews. The, get that Duolingo owl to harass you a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so one thing that I do want to talk about: people can talk so much about how overpaid he is. It's really interesting. Like none of us are actually are paying his salary, and nobody right. else is getting paid by Chris Illich. Like we should just celebrate that at least somebody is getting a little bit of that sweet Illich cash. You know, it's fascinating when people say a good contract or a bad contract. It's always from whose perspective. The ownership. The owners, why? Yeah. Who right. cares? Right. Maybe when you say a good contract from now on, you think, oh, that's a good contract for the player. The player, they got a lot of money out of them. That's great. Now, there's bias because you want not to diminish your owner's opportunity costs so they can obtain more, more and new players. Yeah, definitely. And that... That's that's rooting for laundry. I mean, that's just kind of how it's going to be. But um, labor, players can get paid too. That's okay. So while we're talking about guys that are back from the dead, uh, do we need to start talking about Nico again? Like I said, you know, uh, towards the beginning of the show, there's some positive regression, and Nico was due for some. Yes. He wasn't a. He's not a all-star player, probably. But he's not a 180 hitter or no. whatever. He's better than that. In the 18 games since taking over as the primary shortstop on May 21st, he's slugging 468, which I don't have that in front of me, but that's got to be near the top of, of the list on our team. He's actually taking a walk. He's hitting for some pop. Yep. Still, um, stealing a base? Stealing still, bases? Still striking out. Like, he's striking yes. out. Uh, I thought I had it, but... Um, a lot. A lot. Okay. I, you checked your notes very thoroughly for that a lot, which I appreciate. Um, he's also, uh, his, his exit velocity is way up. Uh, barrel percentage is way up. Unfortunately, the batting average on balls in play is 464, which, I mean, that is wildly, unsustainable. unsustainably yeah. high. Right, right. But Nico is, I mean, he's one of my favorite players. I know he's one of your favorite players. He's one of Witt's mom's favorite players. Um, but that's a true story. It's. I would like to see it continue for for Nico, just because I don't know. He's he's one of the good guys. I think so for sure. He's, you know, in the Tigers rebuild schema. I mean, he feels like a veteran almost at this point. Like he's been around for a while, comparatively. And we were we were talking about the the CBS article. I know you wanted to bring that up. Um, that was actually one of the guys that he mentioned um, as, I can't remember, R.J. Anderson, something like Never that. Never heard of the guy before in my life. Which I am always a little bit reticent to, to buy into a national writer that's parachuting in to yeah, talk about doing a drive-by. But by and large, it actually was a, was a pretty good article. But he was talking about how Nico is one of the few, in, I'm putting air quotes here, fines that the Tigers have, have acquired over the last rebuild era, essentially. I don't know why I'm holding waving my napkin all over the place. I can probably get rid of People that. People on the street are staring at Jordan because he's gesticulating so wildly. It's embarrassing. Um, yeah, like, the, as far as the Avila era goes, just plucking guys from obscurity, which many teams do at a high level, he's it. Like, he's who we have. Right. Yeah, and I think that was part of the critique in the article is we should have a few more wins. 
we should have a few more gets, whether that be mid-rounds of the draft, whether that be waiver, because we're always first on the waiver wire. We should be scouring and taking chances on guys that other teams set aside, and we really haven't done that. To no. much extent. To be fair, uh, Badu, Victor regard, Reyes. I, mean, I don't but, know that we would have done that well either. So, you know, I don't know that we've left a lot of chips on the table, so to speak. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit alarming how we have marginal gains in, in virtually no player development or player selection right. arena. So this article did indeed kind of represent the undercurrent of fans' anxiety about the team. And it enumerated those kind of feelings, which made everybody kind of ornery. But I, I don't know that that was what made people. No, ornery. It, I think people start ornery. These yeah, days. well, that's true. But you do get this sneaking sensation that the Tigers are behind. Like we, we're just lagging behind. We're not doing the things that other teams are doing, and that just feels disappointing. And people get ornery. Who do you pin that on? I have my, my assumptions i feel like it, it's pretty well split between avila and the headman but i feel like right. it has to be mostly on al like you don't necessarily yeah. have your owner deciding who is in the player development department who's in the right. scout like that's kind of falls on al right i mean when you consider what the rays are doing or the giants or the padres are you worried about who their owner is and stuff? No. They're evaluated based on the moves that the general manager are. Tools or no tools, capacity or no capacity, the general manager manages generally. It's kind of the name of it. Uh, so while this week we had uh, a good week, we did wave farewell to a couple Tigers pitchers that have exited in very different fashions. Uh, on Friday, we designated Buck Farmer. Um, he's still within the, the organization. He's down at Toledo, but he's on the not on the 40-man, so he's kind of out of the team's plans. Spent parts of eight seasons with the Tigers, and get this, has a career war of .1. So after eight wow. years, he is... The definition the, of replacement. Favorite Buck memory? When he grew his beard? I was actually going to ask. Do you prefer a clean-shaven buck or a bearded buck? Oh, I always prefer my relievers hairy. <laughs> you have to have a look. You have to have a gimmick. Starters, you can be clean-shaven, but relievers, they need a shtick. I'd agree with that. It just didn't happen for Buck this year. Um, we talked about it on a, a couple shows ago. Like, sometimes relievers just have expiration dates. You're going to hear me roar. Crap, now we're going to have to pay for the licensing. I'm sorry. I... I I am a champion, and you're going to hear me roar, is playing in the background right now. And it's a bop. It's probably it's a playing jam. in the Tigers clubhouse, too. Non I remember when this song came out, and everybody was like, the Tigers are going to be all over this, aren't they? And they, they were. Probably they, shouldn't have been. They, you don't like Katy Perry? Neutral on the subject. The taste of her cherry chapstick? You're not resonating with those that energy? <laughs> Less so. Yeah, Buck Farmer is where we were talking about. He feels simultaneously like a quintessential Tiger. He was with the Whitecaps. He kind of got called up early. But there's not many big Buck moments, are there? It's, now, to be fair, no. we haven't had many opportunities to create big moments either. But I don't know. He'll be back, won't he? I'm sure. Get it shaped up. What about what about our other departing member, Victor Reyes? Will he be back? Oh, he'll, he'll he's still on he'll the forty be, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about Franklin Perez. That was the other one I was. Franklin at. Perez is a hard exit. A what? A hard exit. Yes. I mean, they, we could he was still bringing released, back on right. a minor league deal. But it's, he was released. It's pretty obvious that he's done. Uh, do you want him back in the system? Yeah, as a flyer, as a chance, as a, a guy, but it's clear that his elite prospect status is over. I feel like at this point, his mere existence in our system is going to do nothing but piss people off. Just cut bait. Let him go. go no, back to how Houston. about this? How about the, I have an idea. How about we reverse Anthony Gosim? Oh, that's a because good idea. Because he w came up as a hitting prospect as well. Did he? Yes. Give him a bat. Sure. 
Maybe I'm making that up. I, I seem to remember I'm almost that. Almost positive you're making that up. No, but I, I like th- the idea. Give give him a bat. Here, son. This is a bat. Swing it at the ball. Try it. You, what what is what does he have to lose? Okay, over under on how many innings you think he threw in the Tigers organization? Well, I, I'm cheating a little bit because I know he appeared in nine games. So, forty. 26. 26. It's not great. He was the key piece in the Verlander deal. Now, Anthony, or excuse me. Um, you got Anthony Ghost on the brain. Yeah, I did. Ashley McLennan, who does a lot of baseball writing, a big, you know, she made the point that, I think it was her, it wasn't really Al's fault. No, definitely that not. At the time, it was a great return. He was yes. a top 50 guy. Yeah, and he, he had every sign, every evidence that he was going to be a guy. And it just didn't work out. Injuries are hard to predict. Do you have any other Tiger business, or do you want to just jump right to power rankings? Power rankings? Yeah, I've talked about the Tigers enough, right? All right. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So I got to tell you, Jordan, this is my first Tigers game in person. It will be tonight in three years. But I, we used to make the trip all the time. We'd go six, seven times a year. And we would make that trip from western Michigan, where we live, to Detroit. Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan, frequently. So I got to be friends with I-96. So I have for you, and I had a chance to ruminate on this as I was driving and making the trip. I have for you the top seven and bottom three cities you would encounter traveling across Michigan's midsection. This will be good. You say that every time, and it's not always true. I feel like I'd like to to go in giving you the benefit of the doubt. I appreciate that. Okay. Starting at seventh from the bottom, we have Williamston. Now, Williamston is only on this list because they have Old Nation Brewery and the delightful M43 Hazy IPA, which is one of my favorites. And I happen to be drinking an IPA. Yeah, he came in here and was like, "Uh, ma'am, can I have a hazy IPA? Like, yeah. So that's a thing that exists. And Jordan ridiculed me for being bougie, and I was like, I don't care. I'm fancy boy. Bring me a fancy beer. If you have and to they say did. you're a fancy boy, there's a pretty good chance you're not a fancy I'm boy. I'm a fancy boy. Williamston, seven. Sure, never heard of it. It's a little town. It Nobody uh, nobody cares about Williamston, but it's on the list. Hence it being seven. I needed seven. Right. Actually, nope. you need ten. True, but it wasn't the worst. Yeah, Williamson's fine. Number six, we have Portland. Portland is nice because uh, it's exactly halfway between Lansing and Grand Rapids. You know, it's a nice midway stop. They have all the requisite fast food options that you might want. And I spent a lot of time in Portland as a young man because I worked construction and we had construction pro- projects there. So I have relatively fond memories of Portland. Okay. All right. Also, it's a, a city out west. I'm given to know. Yes, not the Portland, Michigan's crappy Portland. A Portland. A Portland. Right. Number five, we have Howell. 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 
Now, I got to tell you, Howell gives me warm memories. This is a sentimental pick because when I was in high school, we had a state honors choir thing and we performed in Howell and we had to do an overnight thing. And I stayed with along with two buddies at this house. We did like homestays. They put us up for the night. And that house happened to have two uh, daughters who were quite beautiful and attractive. So this inspired my teenage soul to have warm memories for Howell. The Howell Highlanders, I will never forget. They took us to the basketball game, and it was, it was quite a to-do. Wow. Howell would be higher if it wasn't for, like, you know, the militia and the yeah, creepy. The racism, yeah. 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 But tells you how warm that memory lives in my I guess heart. So. Also, there's a Nike outlet there. Uh, yes, a lot of the ta- Tanger. Is that how you say it? Tanger? Tanger? Tanger. Tanger? Yeah. He says with a question mark at the Tanger? end of the sentence. <laughs> Number four on my list is <laughs> Detroit. It's the, it's the terminus of the trip. Yeah. We're sitting in Detroit now, and um, I feel like everybody in Michigan, regardless of what they say, and their heart of hearts is a fan of Detroit. They want Detroit to succeed, right? They're proud of Detroit. Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I Detroit by versus agree with that. Yeah. I feel like there's some people in the state that just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Sometimes myself included. Don't listen to those people. Those people are doing sometimes. But of course, we have baseball. We have all our teams. Uh, Detroit's gritty. Detroit's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Number three is Lansing. What? You picked Lansing over Detroit? What's wrong with you? No offense. We don't. We only have an hour for the podcast, Jordan. Um, I got to tell you, Lansing always excited me as a child. You're noticing a theme here. A lot of a lot of youth. Oh, so that was where the capital is. Yeah, you were well, a nerd, weren't you? Well, I, mean, I still s- are. We're still am. I remember the night before we were supposed to go to Lansing. I could not sleep. What? Because you know when you could go to the Impressions Five Museum. That was big time. I'm from a small place. Not that small. Like, I'm I'm learning a lot about you. I'm not I'm not comfortable with most of this. Most of it's not good. Uh, they have a cool ballpark downtown. We've never been there. We need we need to get there this summer. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, they have uh, Michigan State, which is a college. Yeah. All right, number two is Brighton. I used to live in Brighton. Use ever so ever so briefly in my in my childhood, like a year and a half. Brighton is the perfect spot for you to stop and get fast food before you go to the game. So a place to stop and get fast food before the game ranks higher than Detroit. This is my list, okay? Don't question. There are many places that have most of the fast foods. Brighton is nice because there's a lot of options. Okay. Because everybody has, you know, their preference. So because there's Wendy's and Culver's, it's good. Yes. Yeah, did I stutter? Okay. Uh, Brighton has this, like, downtown, this kind of fake downtown, which is nice. Um, We have some friends from, from Brighton. I have nice memories. They have this pathetic ski hill, which I think is kind of cute. And um, <laughs> cut to the ski hill, going. What did I do to you? It's, out out it's legit. I mean, if you if a ski hill could talk, it'd be like, yeah, pretty pathetic. Right, it would enough. admit to it. Mm. And and Drew Henson's from Brighton. I did know that. Two sports stud. You know, maybe one day he'll catch on like his buddy Tom. You think you think he'll achieve? They're probably about the same age. Still, still time. Didn't they play together? Tom Brady and Drew Henson? They're close. We're getting the wrap it up. It's like the, the Oscar music. Yeah, really. Good grief. <laughs> Enough time on Brighton. Brighton. Okay, number one. You got a guess? My guess is Grand Rapids. I'm just not sure if that is like actually on. Yes, of course. It's Grand Rapids. Okay. Good job, Jordan. Yeah. Proud of you. I'm, I'm very biased. I think Grand Rapids is a great place. It's got some big city things. It's got little city things. It's easy to get in and out of. It's got cool stuff. But it's not too big, you know. And it was, it was built by pyramid scheme people. And given the world of cryptocurrency, you know, we should all appreciate pyramid schemers these days, don't you think? <laughs> all right, bottom three. So third from the bottom, we have Novi, What's wrong? which is to me aggressively commercial. <laughs> Isn't it obnoxiously like the Twelve Oaks Mall? <laughs> It's got this like fake convention center thing. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. I don't, no, don't know. Novi seen. Novi. I, I would step foot in it, but from the expressway, it looks bad. 
Number two from the worst is Ionia. And it's got a jail, which is which is bad. Oh, I, is I suppose bad? they're serving the public yeah, with the jail. Brings business to the community. And um, a bail bondsman, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we need law and order in our country yet, right? So Ionia. Ionia, okay. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hicks in Ionia. Seems kind of rustic to me. And I had a truck break down there once, so I have bad memories. A lot of this is about me in my, my memories. Fair enough. <laughs> Number one, the worst spot between my home and Detroit. What do you got? I have no no exits left that I can, can conjure. The worst one is Southfield. Have you ever been through Southfield? I don't think right so. off the expressway, there's like this, these buildings, and they glow with this like dystopian golden glow. Like, and it just feels all kind of uncomfortable. It feels, it gives me the chills when I walk by, or when I drive by. It, it looks like nobody lives in Southfield. It seems like a bad place to be from. I don't think I'd be proud to tell people I was from Southfield. That's it. That's the worst one. That's power rankings. Wow. We're going to get a lot of backlash from our Southfield listeners. Nobody nobody lives there. It's just all buildings. You hope No nobody homes. Lives there. Nobody lives in Southfield. So not much on the side of the road this week, but it was, I did have a little bit of an exciting uh, encounter. You know the signs that tell cars how fast they're going right, and that they tell you to slow down? Well, normally when I'm running by those, I'm not running fast <laughs> enough for it to register. Come well, on, one step time it up. This week, it did register. It had me at eight miles an hour, which I think is fairly Whoa. fast. I don't know. Easy, Speedy Gonzalez. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily fast. But, I mean, the stats don't lie. Eight I know exactly how fast you are. Eight. 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 Not nine, not seven. Eight. So were you proud of that number? I don't really have much context. So without context, I would say, yeah, sure. Like, But, I mean, it kind of is what it is. Like, that is how fast I apparently run. So eight miles an hour, I'm bad at math. But uh, so given two hours, 16 miles, how far? how far is a marathon? 26.2. So I'm much slower now than when I ran my marathon a couple years ago. So I'm assuming that... What'd you run a marathon in? Three and a half-ish, somewhere in that range. You know, they set a record. The fast guy can do it under two hours. That is obscene. They have the fancy shoes, though. Do you have um, the Superfly shoes or whatever they have? I do not. As soon as you said fancy, I knew that the answer was going to be Probably like $500 shoes or something. Yes, I don't don't spend $500 You spend that podcast money on fancy shoes. I would spend it on fancy hats before I would spend on fancy shoes. That's true. Yeah. All right. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Let me look at my telephone. You actually had your phone out. I'm, uh, I'm a servant of the people. I'm ready. Let me access the Twitter questions. All right, let's see. What do what are the what do the people got for us? And I'm still looking. Kill a little time, Jordan. Say First something interesting. First one I'm sure comes in from the slaws, looking in your window. An abundance of what's the collective noun for slaws? Sly. A Dutch of slaws <laughs> would be appropriate. Okay, Iffy the dopester, who posts like kind of historic tiger thing. Do you follow Iffy the dopester? I'm not sure. Okay. So yes, definitely. When will the Tigers stop trading veterans? There's talk of trading Boyd, Turnbull, and Urania. I thought the Tigers had to first get their pitching right, according to Alavila, and in Hinch, I would say, then build up the position players. To me, this seems more like rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. Um, I, I definitely see what you're saying there, but you have to look at the individual situations. Urania is a free agent after the year. If you I can mean, get anything from him, you, you do. Boyd's a free agent after next year, and we've already gone through the whole his value was high, but he's an ace, we can't trade him, and then the value crashed. The value's high again. If you can get something substantial from, from one of the teams that's competing, I think you have to. Turnbull, I think, is a little bit of a different case. He's got two years left on his deal. I don't know. I, I agree with it. Like At some point, we do have to start keeping some of the some of the pieces and you can't just keep trading for prospects but i'm not sure at least two of those three are not in that category right you know and we get attached to the people that we see every day now boyd has been really good this year but i mean when you're approaching free agency maybe you can sign because really we were talking about extending a guy Mm -hmm. because if you're not going to extend them 
you, you need to trade him. Yes. Right? So, I mean, maybe you make overtures to Boyd now to say, hey, do we, can we extend you? Do we and want if, to? You're buying high. You should have extended him last year. You would have got some good value. There you go, Avila. Another critique to add to the critique pile. Okay. Uh, Sango Meal at Slugwizzy asks, The A's are threatening to move again. They shouldn't and won't. But if the Tigers had to relocate, where would you relocate the Tigers? South Bend. They already have an excellent team called the South Bend Cubs. Where would I move them to? I don't know. Green Bay. Green Bay? I don't know. They seem lonely. With the, the Packers seem lonely. I don't know. I don't know. Grand Rapids. You guys already have a lovely team. Eh, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> I don't know. What, what next big city is lacking a team? Nashville? That'd be good. Portland? Las Vegas? Definitely not Vegas. Vegas seems good. Charlotte. That's a good idea. Charlotte? Um, yeah, what other big city Louisville. is it? Louisville. Louisville. You could take the Bat Stadium right on the river. Maybe good. Chicago should just have a third team. Just stock, stock them out. That's probably what they would tell us. Yeah. All right, next. Mitch from Michigan asks, It appears nostalgia has defeated common sense, and I'm going to a Tigers game this season. Help me to find a positive about this. Is it hot dogs? Sunset over Metro Detroit? Brooke Fletcher interviewing a kid with a clever sign. Don't stop believing on the PA system. Anything. You know, Mitch, I think you just talked yourself into it. Yeah. Also, why, why are we having Brooke Fletcher interview? It's, that's Johnny Kane's turf. You have the, the biggest man crush on Mr. Kane. I think whoever this is knew, or was emailing into the wrong podcast if they're not yeah. going to just start with Johnny Kane content. Johnny Kane is, like, taking requests from viewers' moms. And he's a man of the people. Yeah, he's, he's here to take care of you. It's definitely that kind of world situation now, uh, just, just get through it. Whatever, whatever the people want to hear, just give it to them. If we want to talk about hot dogs and uniforms, if that's what's going to yeah, do it. All right, Ben Decker at BDEC2112, always with the numbers. What's the most random prize you've won at a minor league baseball game? I won a new vacuum at a Whitecaps game on Thursday night. Good job, Ben. That's pretty good. I'd be, I'd be pumped with a new vacuum. Those are not cheap. Yeah. The biggest part, you know what would be the best part of receiving a vacuum as a prize? You don't have to go on Amazon and read vacuum reviews and pick one. You just get a vacuum. Here's the vacuum you have. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to deal with other people's opinions. That's your vacuum. Good job. We didn't answer that question. I don't, I don't know that I've ever, I mean, have I've, I've had a t-shirt it? thrown to me. Yeah. How do you feel about when the t-shirt person comes out and they're like, Don't wave. No. Be do the... not get loud. Do not wave. I, it's not I, going to I told out. Witt, if, if it Stop takes it with being waving. the loudest person in the park to get a, t- a t-shirt, it will never happen for Do me. not sell your soul for a t-shirt. Like, if you're Madden rank- rankings for how loud I can get, I'm like a 42. Also, I'm a big conspiracy theorist around the decibel meter at the ballparks. I'm suspecting... <laughs> I'm suspecting they're not hooked to anything. <laughs> I know I'm. It's a little bit of a QAnon, you know, conspiracy thing, but calling out big uh, scientific instruments. Yeah, big decibel is yeah. in on this. Okay, Pizza Slayer, yes, A Slaw, obviously. J Slaw zero eight zero nine. Pizza Slayer. Yeah, We're at Moots. At Moots. Come to Moots, J Slaw zero eight zero nine, and get some pizza. What current or former Tiger should use Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy theme song as their what? walk-up music to the batter's box? I don't jo- know. Johnny Kane, man. I don't I know what that is, but Daniel Norris. Yeah, I got Jake Rogers for current players and Chris Shelton for former players. Chris Shelton was an attractive, is an attractive man. Chris Shelton takes a lot of guff for his looks. A lot of guff. And probably Does rightfully he? so. <laughs> Okay, I I don't know. I've never heard Sexy Boy in my life. Yeah. And I just said Sexy Boy in a street full of people yeah. walking past. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, there's at Good least job. 10 people that have walked by. Jay Slaw. In the immediate. Although they heard Sexy Boy and then they looked directly at me. So 
It's reasonable. It can't it's reasonable. be the weirdest thing you've ever said in a crowd of people. Can't be. Can't be. Uh, we're getting near the end of the questions. Uh, Alan Abs asks, "What's your favorite commercial on the radio broadcasts and why?" I don't, I don't know. I have one on the radio broadcast, but bite, bite, sip, sip. Dude, I was going to say bite, si- bite, sip, sip. Like, seriously, think about all of the commercials in the last 10 years. That legitimately has to be number one or number two. Like, that is absolutely, absolutely elite. The deep dish mambo combo. For lunch. It's so drilled into our brains that we can come up with that without trying. I, I can hear the first note of it and be like, okay. this is this. I'm right. happy again. But now, Little Caesars has this, we're not big pizza, we're Little Caesars. Stop it. Nobody's Straight buying. up lies. Yeah. Now, we're at Moots here, and that is a guy with a pizza. It's not it's big Sir pizza. Moots. It's legitimately not big pizza. It's Bruno. Mr. Bruno. Bruno Moots. Crafting his artisanal pizzas is where you need to come. That's it. That's the Twitter questions. And, I mean, a C-plus this week, I guess. I don't know. They're fine. It wouldn't have been a show without you insulting the listeners somehow. I'm just, there's room for improvement, is all I'm saying. They can do better. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter and And Instagram. you should. You'll get it berated, so yes. try it. I am at Hosted by Jay Hall. He is at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcastianos. want to give a big thank you to our presenting sponsor, Moots Pizzeria yes. and Bar, for having us out. It's beautiful the here. The place is great. The sun is shining. The pizza was awesome. Um, we will we'll definitely be back. Yes, we can legitimately say with complete sincerity that it's good. Come down, have have some pizza. Anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week? You know, a lot of unremarkable towns on the way from Grand Rapids to Detroit. I mean, Farmington Hills, is that even a real place? Does anybody know anything I about think, Farmington Hills? I think it is. It has a Wikipedia page. Ipso facto, real place. I don't know. There's there's a lot of a lot of trash places. Just just stay on the expressway. Go to the, go to Comerica. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. And you're gonna hear me roar This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.